All right. All right. All right. Um, all right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Abs- yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. How do you spell the name of this game? Let's <laughs> 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 go. That's a really good place to start. Anachronox. I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know. Really, know what they're going for with that. Um, like, from my understanding, this this man who made this game, which um, you know his name better than I do, uh, loved Chrono Trigger. Yeah. Loved so it literally it has a little Chrono Trigger homage in the middle of the game title. Also, by the way, this is old gamer's almanac. Uh, I'm your host, Hunter Donaldson. I'm here with uh, this week with a returning guest. Sun Sanders. Hello. Hello. But yeah, we're here. We're going to be talking about a 2001 Western style RPG called Anachronox made by um, Tom Hall of id Software fame. This guy worked on Doom. This guy worked on Quake. This guy made uh, Commander Keen, which is a game that I don't want to play. Um, Matt has mentioned that maybe he wants us to play that for the next it season. It looks fun. It looks it, like fun. It, it looks, the jumping looks really bad. It looks, yeah, the jumping looks fast, but the big goofy fish that I didn't <laughs> realize they put in every one of their games. That fish yeah. is in this game. It's in Doom. It's in Deus Ex. It's crazy. Yeah. They love yeah. this fish. Yeah, what is it called? Dope fish or something like, it, it looks like the fish from the Simpsons, but with a grittier attitude. Yeah, gritty, gritty fish. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a gritty fish, yeah. Yeah, so Commander Keen is just like kind of this silly, lightly science fiction platformer game, um, and then they went on to make Doom and Quake afterwards. Tom Hall is like the story guy of the crew. He's uh, probably the funny guy, although we will debate wh- how funny mm-hmm. he might be. Um, he uh, really wanted Doom and Quake to have like stories in them. He wanted them to be kind of adventures he wanted them to have D aspects to them and uh both of those games kind of flirted with the idea of having more story but kind of ditched it for just kind of focusing on the raw mechanics uh quake actually went from being an rpg um where of course tom hall would have had a lot of input uh, as far as story goes to being a, a shooter pseudo sequel to doom so of course after that um tom hall is you know sort of sort of a superstar. I mean, he's associated with superstars. And in the late '90s, um, himself and John Romero and uh, Warren Spector, although I'm not really sure in what capacity, they all form a, a company called Ion Storm. Where the whole point of Ion Storm is to give these these guys big big bags of money and have them create their dream games. And of course, Tom Hall, I would say, is. Just kind of like, I would like to make a game with a story. They give him a big bag of money. He makes this game. And by makes, I mean he almost, he sort of makes it. He doesn't, it's not finished. It's sort of a, the game is is chopped off, is lobbed off at a certain point. But it is, uh, it is a very interesting game. Um, it is a science fiction comedy RPG with turn-based uh, Japanese RPG style combat. Point and click 
It has point-click adventure stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. I spent most of my time in this game just spamming that button because it doesn't indicate like what you can interact with. That yeah. like in point-and-click, I'm so used to in point-and-click games where you hover the mouse over and it'll be like, "Ooh, there's an object," and you can right. click on it. This does not give you that. Yeah, it's very it's it's like way too subtle with the point-and-click aspect of it. So it's a, it's a 3D game. It happens in a 3D space. And you can move around. Um, I would say the way the 3D environments are almost reminds me of like an MMO RPG where you're like, what? And, and in fact, you should maybe be thinking of it that way. Is it exactly. very like like old school RPG? NPCs are just standing around. Um, environments are way big because like yeah. the game engine needs to put it like an actual camera rig in to yeah, like move yeah. around the space. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is like really intense. <laughs> Yeah, so. but that's one of the charms that I loved about it is like I was like these environments are very interesting. The actual yeah. environments, I was like, okay, like the very first level. Um, I don't know where we're getting started in here, but I just wanted to bring this up because I've been thinking about it. You interact, you go to different rooms or different sections of this like planet space station thing that you're on, yeah, um, um and but you go like the gravity's all crazy. So you'll walk mm-hmm. into a place and above you so there are people walking upside down and you move around the space that way. Like you there's like long cutscenes of you just going down a ninety degree angle. Yeah. Um with yeah. your buddies, um, Grumpos, which we'll talk about him later. Um and yeah, then you move into a different environment. And I think that's really cool. And I think in modern day tech, you could do something really freaking wild with that. Yeah. Absolutely. The game is like exceedingly ambitious in that way. Like it, it mm-hmm. there there's a lot to it. It it is almost as if somebody was trying to make um a game that was going to be the Cyberpunk 2077 of its age. And perhaps yes. Cyberpunk is a great kind of analogy point because th- they're games that tried to bite off more than they could chew and then <laughs> just had to come out at some point. You um, couldn't have picked a better phrase because one of the things that made me think of Cyberpunk um, while playing this game was when the people talked, looking in their mouths to where the animation of their teeth and tongues and lip <laughs> were was driving me crazy. And then yeah. thinking about all those times where like, or another good example would be Assassin's Creed like four or whatever, where like the people's eyes and mouths would just be floating <laughs> on top of an empty, like on, on top of a body. And like cyberpunk kind of did that too, where the facial features would just get ripped away and you yep. just have these gnashing teeth. Yep. Um, the mouths in this game are intense <laughs> yeah and it's there's a lot of like like cheating uh happening with like oh yeah the cut scenes in the game where you sort of feel like the game so the game is most charming when it just has its main characters talking to each other that's when it's that's when it's fun and funny because i will say we'll say we'll criticize this game a lot uh over the course of this episode for a lot of different reasons um, but I, I just want to lock onto that early on and say that actually, because I think of that Chrono Trigger influence, because if you think about Chrono Trigger as like a party, those are like some great characters. One of the best set of characters. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Akronox is going for a similar vibe in that way where you're like, wow, these characters are strong. They're fun. When they talk to each other, it's a lot funnier than when they talk to the other NPCs. And and I I'm gonna keep that as just a relative comparison, not an absolute uh, thing, because the game tries to be funny a lot. I for me it was rarely funny, but um, the characters are 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 really fun, and when they have their dialogue sequences, 
the game is great. However, we're kind of like, we're kind of fudging a lot with the animation in this game. And it can sort of wear out its well. I, it did for me anyways, of just like, a lot of the times the way the characters are animated is almost like if you just, you, you could turn them into like an action figure and just kind of slowly move them around in the frame. Yeah. It feels like that. There's not, we're, we're well ahead of any kind of sophisticated animation happening for for this game um which is fine except for there are there are some games that came out earlier that had better animation than this one it just feels like they don't have any room or space for it there there is a video that we both watched um by Aaron signal talking about this game where he made a really good comparison which is that the the dialogue sequences feel like early machinima um, if you watched yes. any of the like the Halo Machinima stuff, Red versus Blue, um, stuff like that, where they're just kind of they don't really have a way to do like story, like or like real like sort of game cinematography, so they're really having to cheat a lot, and that's what all of Anachronox feels like. Which is, you know, if you're just watching like a short YouTube video that's just full of jokes, I think Machinima is fine. In a full-on game, Machinima does, I think, start to grind for me a little bit to where I just start feeling like the game isn't a real game. You know what I mean? Like, it, it yeah. starts feeling like this is very amateurish and it's kind of driving me nuts a little bit. A good example is five minutes into the game, it hits you with, like, this open space, this beautiful music, and then, like, you see this little, like, planet. You're like, oh, this is where we're going to be, and then the camera turns and you're, there's a much larger, crazy, like... Omnicron, like Transformer-looking planet that you <laughs> oh, go yeah, into yeah. that is Anachronox. Um, and then it goes to where you meet Sly Boots, your protagonist, who is getting beat up by uh, um, <laughs> Odd Job from 007. <laughs> and it's just the way the camera moves. Because, like, uh, spoilers, at the very beginning of the game, you get thrown out of a window. Um very cool, you know, yeah. very like, ooh, in media res, like, let's just, let's just dive right in. It's, it's cinematic, you know? Yeah. But the way it is made is so, like what you said, like, it, like, there's a thing where both characters turn to the camera and, like, nod, you know, to, like, to tell you as the player, yes, he's going out the window. But it <laughs> is, and you're like, okay, you didn't have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> It's almost like a it's like a puppet show. It starts feeling yeah. like it starts feeling like they're like Tom Hall's hands are just off screen and he's just moving them around, you know. No, even better, they're all attached to the end of his fingers. because uh, <laughs> there's because their their limbs don't really do anything. Yeah. So like he just sticks his fingers up into this little puppet show and then moves these characters around and changes his voice. It's uh it's fascinating. Yeah. Um, so, Hunter, I have a question for you. Is yeah. this game a comedy game? Yeah, so I would say that it qualifies as comedy. Um, and I think it could even... So it's definitely going for, like... Um, if, if To make a game comparison, it's going for, like, a LucasArts-like type comedy game experience. And it also has the point-and-click mechanics as well. So there's definitely a couple connections there, right? Um, I think if you zoom out from video games, I think Tom Hall... Probably a Douglas Adams guy. Probably likes Hitchhiker's Guide quite a bit. Maybe even yes. a, a, a Terry Pratchett guy. You know, it has that type of humor, um, which I think would work well if there wasn't so much game here. There's a lot of game to sustain any level of comedy. So I, I find, like, there's something about comedy where pacing is, like, very, very important. 
and this game is like an epic and it d is not well paced it, it's mm -hmm. oddly slow a lot of the time it always feels like it's kind of chugging um and i think for that reason i would say that it is comedy and that if you play the whole game i guarantee you you will find funny moments there's stuff in there that will make i would say anyone like chuckle yeah but it is hard for it to ever feel really funny because it's just long and slow. So yeah, of the pacing. So like, uh, I will be. I will rip the bandaid. I did not finish this game. <laughs> I played like two and a half hours of it. I right. got to this part where we both agree it's it's kind of funny. You give a man in a junkyard um, a nasty sock that's like emitting green fumes. Yeah. In order yeah. for them to tell you um, some important plot stuff. Yeah. Um, and that part was funny. So after that, I was like, there's no way I'm going to finish this game. It took me two and a half hours to get to this thing. That is literally a fraction of this 50 hour game. Right. Um, so I watched, I started watching this. It's like a movie of it. It's like two, they condensed this 50 hour game into two and a half hours. It's the entire right. game, all the movie sequences. Um, and so I was watching it. And one of the, one of the things that I thought was like a funny bit is you meet this character, Ro. She's like this badass, like Morpheus looking woman, dope ass green, like mm -hmm. sci-fi jacket and like little like spectacles. Oh like yeah, yeah. The Morpheus spectacles. Yeah. Yeah. She looks so badass. Um, and then they're like talking and they're trying to this this game the whole game is like going around and they're trying to discover this mistech stuff which is very mass effecty in my opinion yeah, it's it's right. very much the mass relays and like the discovery of the what were they called the old ones or something like that yeah or like in um, kotor when you're finding like the uh, the map the star map thing yeah. yeah like so it has a macguffin and you're on this um uh I'm, i will spoil something else i, I think i i Unless you don't want me to, but I'm going to no, no, spoil, no, spoil we can it. Blink spoil it. Away. We can blink it. We can blink it out with the sound of when you click on something that you can't interact with in this game. <laughs> and it's just this terrible like noise. Yeah. It's, it's awful. Um, and and so you're talking to Ro and this like some shenanigans is happening. But then it cuts and you have this little buddy. His name is Pal18. He's this little tiny robot. And he I think he's the funniest part so far of the game. Yeah, he's great. Um, and it cuts to the reception room where he's hanging out outside of this like lab that you're in with Grumpos, Sly Boots, and Roe. And he, the pal just turns to the receptionist and goes, do you want to see my batteries? And then immediately cuts away <laughs> from that back into the lab. Um, right. And I was like, there, it was just something that, you know, Tom must have been like, we have to put this in. I'm, yeah, I'm just yeah. imagining the editing of that. Like, we have to put this funny bit in. It's so hilarious. He's a robot. You got to see his batteries. And did you get to, Hunter, did you get to at least watch the part where they're stuck in space? Oh no, I've not I've not seen that part. It's right after this. Um so Ro destroys this planet which, you know, woman after my own heart. I love the fact that she abs she's testing this thing out and it just rips this planet in half and the whole thing blows up. They escape. They get stuck in space for like 20 days. And mm -hmm. so there's this big sequence of them kind of going a little crazy in space. Um you got to watch it. Awful. It's really it's really funny. Yeah. So the game does obviously have a lot of good ideas. That that sounds hilarious. I didn't even know about that being in the game. Um, I put in a little more time than than you did, son. But I also kind of bounced off of this game pretty hard. Um, it is like the perfect example of a game that feels more interesting to talk about and more interesting to think about than it is to play because it has mm -hmm. a very boring, I would say. So it's really, it's going to sound like this game is easy to make it sound like a, a really good, interesting game. 
but the the fault of the game really just comes down to polish which i think is the most annoying complaint to level at a game which is just essentially that this game needed like a second draft it needed a third draft it needed Mm -hmm. someone to come along and be like these things need to be cut because they're not interesting these things can be kept we need to get this game down to a point where we're putting its best foot forward and it does not have that meaning i would say if you're listening to this and you love this game and you and you have played all the way through it and you think it's great i salute you and i totally yeah. respect that because what you what you essentially were able to accomplish was yeah so what it's not perfect i don't care there's good ideas here and i'm going to mine it for that and i really respect that type of thinking but for me and and i can generally do that type of thing but not for something that is supposed to be comedic. I am too opinionated and have a bad attitude when it comes to something that presents itself as comedy and then, in my opinion, falls short or can't really give you the goods. So to me, every every gag that doesn't work, every joke that falls flat on its face makes it harder for me to enjoy the overall experience. And eventually you just kick me out. Eventually I'm just like, I can't. I can't do this. And not anymore. only not only are the jokes like not ironed out. It's the actual when you when you mention pacing, the first thing that comes to me is Sweet Grumpos and his attack. Because when you're playing this game, it's turn based, <laughs> and his attack is he jumps up into the air, yeah, very much like Sid from Final Fantasy VII. So unnecessary. He does this crazy spin, and then he eventually hits the target well that all takes place in like 45 seconds like an actual 45 seconds it's the combat is everything you do is crazy long there's eventually this character which i think is one of the best is democratus it's a planet that shrinks itself to the Mm -hmm. size of like a big beach ball um and it's its attack is shooting this big laser it takes like 45 seconds for just a laser to ping across this bad guy and then come <sighs> back. I was watching the movie and it's so slow. I mean, they condensed 50 hours into two and a half hours. I still needed to watch it in one and a half speed in order to like right. feel like, okay, this is just like standard viewing for like modern right. day. I think it's just that we're so early in like the fact that this game is in 3D, um, I think really hurts it because it's in it's in 3D with 3D environments as well you know as opposed to like you know final fantasy had gone 3d but they were 3d characters on pre-rendered you know two-dimensional backdrops completely different thing and it is a lot easier to keep the pace of something like that to be snappy now one common complaint that people have for final fantasy is actually has to do with this same thing which is like you know i select my summon attack or my magic attack or whatever and then i have to watch this little animation and it it hits the pacing right Imagine the problem with Anachronox is that even your basic attack is worthy of all the pacing ruining of like using the Knights of the Round materia in yeah. Final Fantasy VII. Oh my god. What if a every material. attack is on that level, even if it's just like shooting a gun, it makes it so that the combat is just really grindy and just makes your brain kind of go to mush because it just feels like wow, this game is not really respecting my time. They're more interested in, oh, well, how cool can we make this animation? But it doesn't matter if an animation is cool. The player is going to have to watch it 
over and over and over and over and over. And it's like the sad part too, because if you take a step back and you look at the combat system, because like it it works on like, I guess these like, I want to even call it like a hex system. There's like triangles. You can move around. You can move your your guys around like to surround. It's really cool. It's like almost like tactics. And, Mm -hmm. and, but then like an art, like a, you know, a standard because it's active, right? If you, if you sit there, if you go into a battle and don't do anything, you'll eventually die because the the bad guys will just attack you. They'll just keep attacking you. So it's an active system, which is it's like you actually do have to do stuff yeah yeah so it's really fun in that sense and you can move around but it's just like you would have to play the game at like 1.75 in order to have a satisfying like feeling and then moving around because everything is because it was a pc game that's one thing also that i don't think we brought up this was a a, just a strictly pc game Mm -hmm. it did not come Mm -hmm. to consoles at all and so moving around the map you had to like click and you have these little squares that pop up above like your HUD and that you click into each individual one instead of interacting with the with the 3D environments, which I thought was weird. Like you couldn't just put your mouse onto the spot where you wanted to move. You had to select right. these little like icons. Um, so it's just weird stuff like that that slows it down to almost a grinding halt. Yeah. And it's really it's that kind of thing where it it's such it's such a shame that they didn't just get to have like more time to look at this game and just make those little cuts like maybe you know the first time we see or or maybe the especially for grumpos it's most obvious with grumpos that (sighs) animation you're describing of grumpos jumping into the air and doing a twirl every single time he attacks now why couldn't that animation had been for one of his like skills instead of just his basic attack and i think that that little example we're giving right there, th- this is a game that ha- is like littered with little moments like that of like, mm-hmm. why couldn't it It will draw out the person in you that will pick nits with a game because of the pacing issue. Because it, it bleeds into even the conversations. Someone will like, uh, there's a, a, a scene um, where like uh, Sly Boots is talking to him and he'll say something, you know, a phrase. And then it's like three seconds later, the other character responds. Yeah. <laughs> and then right. that person says something three seconds. It's like the dialogue has to like load or something. It's it's right. very strange. And then when you, I mean, well, this game came out in 2001, correct? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you think about other games that came out in 2001, like Halo and the conversation, there's just back and forth. It's banter. There's no, yeah. there's no pause in the way the conversations go. But this game is like, and it's almost trying, you think that I thought at first I was like, oh, they're trying to, add this into the comedy of it Mm -hmm. but then i was like i think maybe they just did this and didn't realize that it's bad (laughs) yeah i i think it's also just like they're they're trying to do something revolutionary really which is a a fully 3d western rpg with a lot of jrpg influence like that's a really weird project that would be a weird project to do today very weird project to try and do in 2001 so it feels like it's kind of straining against its limitations. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like they needed somebody that looked at those limitations was like, how do we turn this into a strength instead of it just, but it seems like where they kind of landed in that process was like, well, yeah, we're just barely kind of accomplishing all of these goals. 
but like that will be charming in and of itself. But the problem with that is that time marches on. Yeah, time marches on. We're going to also make this into a trilogy. So like Mass Effect, it's in the future. Mass Effect 1 is just a, you know, a stepping stone to what yeah. Mass Effect 3 will eventually be. And I would right. say this this to me is just as amb- and ambitious as Mass Effect 1 was. Like I Absolutely. think it's like very exciting and a lot of a lot of, a lot of similar stuff because maybe Mass Effect wasn't trying to be like a JRPG, but it was definitely trying being like a western RPG like sci-fi, yeah. you know, thrill ride and this was like We'll take the thrill out, make it funny, and make it this big, expansive universe. Yeah, and I also think that if if the game... So, the game has a lot... Like, we've got the JRPG influence there with, like, the characters and, like, the combat, obviously. Um, and then you have the kind of LucasArts point-and-click influence there as well with, like, the puzzles. And then also, like, I would say the way the NPCs interact with you and just, like, their kind of style is way more reminiscent of a LucasArts game than it is of like a a traditional rpg which i think also kind of creates a problem which is like this is a western rpg that structurally has that as its core but is like uninterested in the tropes of that which is cool nobody likes tropes right but tropes are kind of nice because they give you like a foundation to hold on to Yeah, yeah something to hold on to and i think this game kind of needed that. If, if this game had been a little more invested in, you know, Fallout 2, you know, for example, as like a touchstone inspiration for this game, I think that structurally would have made a lot more sense for this game than the things that they were interested in. I mean, like, I love Chrono Trigger. And I, I mean, if you want to try and make Chrono Trigger again, um, I, I mean, more power to you. But like, I think... There's like an artistry to Chrono Trigger that isn't possible in 2001 in a fully 3D environment that they basically they can't replicate or or match it. Yeah. Um, You know, I I thought of this uh, just now. I was I was like, oh, this game has a lot of vibes from what I, I I believe from what I've heard, one of your favorite movies of all time, uh, Fifth Element. No, uh, th- what are you doing? <laughs> what are I you feel doing? Like, I feel like this, when, <laughs> when I think about it now, it has a lot of like Fifth no. Element vibes. And Why like, it's weird. Because <laughs> let's be real. Are we wrong? Am I wrong saying it? No, now yeah, I mean, it does feel a lot like Fifth Element, but right, I mean, like I a weird, weird world. <laughs> so I okay, just wanted so, to—I wanted to put that in there for a minute. Um, okay, fine. I thought, well, I, I will—I'll out myself if that's what you're trying to get me to do. No, no, I don't want you to. Just keep it secret. I know. I hate the Fifth Element. I think it's a bad movie. Um, I don't. I'm just not into it. And honestly. It's kind of for a lot of the same reasons that Anachronox doesn't really work for me. I right? don't really like a thing that's like, this is like a comedy fun time, but we don't really have like the chops. Like, I don't find Fifth Element funny. I don't find Mm-mm. Chris Tucker's performance in Fifth Element funny. The costumes are wonky. The costumes are so bad. And I get that they're saying like, oh, this is a comedy science fiction adventure universe. The costumes don't need to be bad. They're so bad i cannot forget there's this scene in the fifth element with the opera singer who is like um she's like a head tail type alien okay she's a twi'lek she's a twi'lek she's basically a twi'lek <laughs> um and she has her head tails right well the head tails are just so fake that you can see where they where the head tail actually has folded badly and you can see this plasticky like seam 
where the head like if, if someone had just stopped the scene for a second and be like we need to straighten out this head tail because it looks it's like scrunching up in a bad way they just left that in there they just left it that just that stuff drives me but you didn't nuts. love the scene where they dig the crazy stones out of the opera singer's <laughs> belly you didn't love that well okay something like that is a little closer to like what i don't i don't think the movie is trash or garbage it's just in this little zone that tends to like where I tend to overthink it, where somebody else mm -hmm. might be like, I'm having a good time. I'm rolling with this. That's cool. And I envy the people that can do that. But for me, if somebody says it's comedy time, my brain actually goes like, well, uh, let's get critical. You know what I mean? Which is probably not like great. Um, and you should know that that's how I feel. Yeah. I just want to hear Mila uh, say Corbin Dallas again, because that's just very satisfying. <laughs> um, but I won't, I won't drag on that too much, but uh, in the, in the schemes of like weird art direction stuff, can we just quickly talk about uh, the weird little save monsters that you find? Yeah. Uh, the, they have little wings. They look like if Pixiemon um, from Digimon, like, uh, you know, had a real bad fucking day and you touch their little brain there. The, it looks like their brain is revealed on the top of their head yeah, and then you can right. like save your game. Um, how did you feel about that? Well, <laughs> I thought it was a very strange. I was like, are these Moogles? Are they trying to make like a Moogle Piximon? Oh, it's absolutely thing? supposed to be a Moogle. Um, yeah. Because like, you know, uh, Final Fantasy nine is like pretty like a year before this game. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's probably fresh on the mind, right? Um, although I guess this game was probably in development at the, whatever it doesn't matter it's definitely a reference to that type of thing I think that that this is just a hunch I have and I don't know maybe you know um, I think the save monster actually starts to become a part of the plot at some point of this game um, I may be wrong about that but I'm pretty sure it's somehow plot relevant which is to me just kind of also kind of silly I haven't got there in the two and a half hour movie yet <laughs> <laughs> but another little mechanical thing, I was curious about how you felt, because I actually thought it was really cool. Um, and uh, it will lead into a comment that I will have later. Um, the individual character skills that yeah. that help you interact with the environment, like the lockpicking thing. Yeah. Uh, I know Matt and I love lockpicking. We love it in every game. Right. Um, as a, Skyrim, as a Fallout. We love lockpicking. It's so satisfying. Um, and I think that lockpicking in this is actually even more exciting than those others because you have to like guess a random number and there's just like this little heat sink you know that lets you know if you're close and then for grumpos his is like he annoys people which yeah. i think is really funny and charming and did you ever get to do that uh yeah yeah I got, I got to interact with that a little bit it's very fun and and i think it's if the game had that level of comedy plus rpg mechanic like more often that would have been what made this game a classic. Right. Is in general, I would say Grumpos, the character who is Grumpos, is an old man. Um, a dwarf. And, he, let's face it. He's, yeah, he's a space dwarf. dwarf. He's a space yeah, yeah. dwarf. Huge um, beard. Yeah, he's he's very funny, and he also he's he's not only just funny himself. He creates like comp comedic situations. He's like that type of character. He's he's really really good. Um, yeah. If the whole game had been more like Grumpos, I think the game would work a lot better. Um, but yeah, he has a skill where he can just tell long-winded, annoying stories, and that's his skill that you use to solve. You know, the, it's it's each each character basically has one sort of RPG skill that is going to help you in the environment, um, and that's Grumpos's. 
and uh yeah quite good uh did you get to see all the characters because there's another aspect that i wanted that i was really interested to see if you got to look at at all um and it is with the character uh paco oh did you um, get to meet paco i don't think i got to paco yeah no 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 paco i definitely did not get to He's an alcoholic ex-superhero, and his whole, like, arc of it is that you get swallowed up. Do you, do you remember Goosebumps? Do you remember the yeah. Um, yeah. scary supervillain um, Goosebump one? I forget what it's called, um, but it, he, he looked a lot like Zerg um, from, like, Buzz Lightyear's dad. Um, he had this, like, whole purple vibe. I really loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And his villain, Paco's villain, is like a is a is a supervillain, and he the, the whole ship, the front front of the ship has a face. It eats your ship, then you're on it. You have to like get off of it. Classic, you know, space little story. You get swallowed by the Empire. You have to escape right. the Star Destroyer. Um, but when you go onto the ship, all the text boxes change to be like uh, comic bubbles, like. Oh, and the, that's really cute. All the text actual changes into like comic sans and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then all the all the villains are like, you know, like superhero, supervillain tropes. It's it's really fun. But to your point about Grumpos, if the game was like that, but in a sh- more condensed thing, I think it would be like, I think it would be on the level of like one of those hidden gems, you know, that people oh, talk absolutely. about all the time. Or maybe not even hidden. Like maybe this game could have been like the biggest thing. Because if you think about it, this is a this is like a big AAA experience, and it's mixing a lot of genres that are very popular. Um, the RPG is is a, a big one, you know, mm-hmm. one of the bigger ones, um, and it's comedic. That's like kind of rare. We don't make a lot of big, expensive comedy games. Most comedy games are they're little projects. They're independent. Even the LucasArts stuff. Um, while those games had like pretty big budgets, I bet it's not very comparable to the amount to the big bag of money that Tom had in order to make an Acronox because it's just very different technology and the LucasArts games are all building off of each other. Uh, so there's a, I'm sure there's a lot of sharing and stuff like that happening. I mean, with this game, they had to just like make a lot of stuff like out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, and, and they had to build these big 3D environments and all of these characters. And I'm sure it was just like a very expensive endeavor. Um, and it did not, you know, return on its investment, obviously. It was, like, actually quite a failure for um, Ion Storm, which ended up closing down, like, pretty soon after. Even though, you know, Deus Ex was, like, a huge hit. So, like, they had they had that, they had Daikatana, and they had this. And Daikatana and this did not really work. Um, but, yeah, I think it's sad. I mean, I think I think it would be really cool if we had a game. Like, if they had just not... You, you were saying this before we started recording... If, if they had just not made an Acronox in 20 or in 2001 and they had waited until like now to do it, mm-hmm. it would be perfect because they were trying yeah. to do a lot of stuff before they had the technology to do it. We, we've talked about Mass Effect several times in this yeah. episode. In Mass Effect, when characters talk to each other, they have almost no blocking, which is uh acting term meaning, meaning like the characters are not moving around in they're basically an interest. They're very stagnant. They basically stand Shippered. and talk to each other. Yeah. And they, and the thing is the, the, they know it. They, the, everyone working on the project understands like, Oh, we're not getting a lot out of the blocking. The writing has to be good. The voice acting has to be good in order to sell this moment. We're not going to sell it by moving the character around in the scene in Anachronox, They have like no ability 
to execute that vision, but they're trying it anyways. Which yeah, is their really, arms move. They yeah. they they emote. They're, they it it seems very movie like. Um, yeah. And then you think about Mass Effect. You rarely see anyone's hands while you're. Mm-hmm. talking to them it's always like oh i'll keep my hands to the side i will talk to this strange right. krogan man and his uh friends you know it's it is very stiff the camera too very stagnant in mm-hmm. uh, mass effect or like in elder scrolls games for example or even like the cd project red stuff uh, in the cutscenes, the camera is is quite dynamic but it's not on the same level of what anachronox is trying to do which is like a lot of comedic effect camera movement stuff a lot of very filmy like you can tell a joke with just the visuals type stuff it's not working but they are trying that and that's why it's so sad that this game failed because i actually think you could make this game today and it could work i think you really could and it could be really crazy one of my favorite scenes well not only is just the beginning i love the music it has a very final fantasy 7 like slow like wispy Mm -hmm. piano that like draws you into the space scene. There's a scene when you leave Akronox for the first time for the um, Cinder system or Sunder system. I can't, I can't remember the name of it. Um, but you, you're you on this like passenger ship and you're about to go to like hyperspeed. And the way the camera moves and the music that they put on it, I was like, this yeah. is actually genius. I, yeah. Because like it, it, Sly Boots is going, whoa, you know, like he's like freaking out because his like face is getting all like contorted and there's like this tunnel kind of vision. But it's actually, I was like, this is cool. Like if I saw this, like when I, if I was in 2001, when I was 11 playing this game, I actually probably would have played the whole thing through and been like a, you know, a diehard person for this game because I would have been like, this is wild. But yep. it, it was on PC and I didn't have a PC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I do think that, yeah, if I had been a kid and I had played this, I do think it would have worked on me because I was far more patient and, and I'm yes. not very sensitive to like pacing as being um, a problem. Uh, because, yeah, I mean, it, at the end of the day, that is like the kind of big top line issue here. The pacing makes the game harder to enjoy but as a list of moments as a list of scenes it's there's a lot of really good stuff in here it's just a shame that it just i don't know why the game needs to be as big or as long as it is that just seems quite yeah. strange to me why 50 hours yeah why <laughs> why 50, why 50 hours? hours to do this experience um you also have to keep you know just keep in mind, if you are listening to this and you're thinking like, oh, I want to check this game out, I want to play this game. I, I don't want you to feel cheated, so there's a little bit of a spoiler. They do not finish the story of yeah. this game. And in fact, the way I, I have not seen the ending, but the way I've heard it told is the, the story of the game really starts heating up and then it ends. So it has this yeah. like very anticlimactic kind of like, this is about to get really interesting, but sadly it's over. And And the fact that we're taking 50 hours to do like act one of a story and leaving it in that kind of condition. That's also like kind of a big problem because even mass effect one is, even though it is sort of act one of a greater story, it has its own closure built into it. You could play mass effect one and, and never play two or three and have a, have a basically complete story. Absolutely. It, It does the star Wars thing of making sure that the first entry has its own beginning, middle and end. Exactly. Um, instead of leaving it, you know, just kind of open. So this this game does not do that. It's going to give you 50 hours of of content, and we are going to just accomplish essentially the first act of a story. 
that's rough. Um, mm -hmm. Is it going to be worth it for you? I think if you are the type of person that this type of fiction really appeals to you, if you love Hitchhiker's Guide, if you love, like, what is it? The, there's that comedy, that, that British science fiction comedy show called, like, Red Dwarf. I've never even seen that, oh, but I yeah, bet if yeah, you yeah, like yeah. that. I bet you would like this. Um, mm -hmm. It's really got to be a sense of humor that you that goes down real easy with you and that you're willing to hang out with the game a lot in between these kind of great character moments. Um, it will be impossible to talk about this type of game for the purposes of this show, which is kind of ultimately where I want to kind of start heading, although we don't have to go there quite yet. But like, I do not know how you sum up this game because we've got a lot of brilliant potential in it. It's not executed. It's not finished. It's like, it's almost like Knights of the Old Republic 2 yeah. where it's genius, but it's not done. And there's a lot of holes in the experience, except for Knights of the Old Republic 2 did have the fans kind of come in to try and, and finish it, to try and fix it up, to try and polish what was there. And also, Nice Old Republic 2, frankly, there's a, the stuff that it's playing with is a lot more interesting and a lot more polished than what we have here. So I would kind of call it a lesser example of sort of the KOTOR 2 type video game. Son, is there anything you want to say, is there any closing thing you want to say about this game before we get on into the, the brutal ranking session we are going to have with it? Yeah, I think if you like this type of fiction, it is definitely worth checking out. Is it worth playing it? I don't necessarily think so. But in that same vein, if you like really weird games, like where the, the people just like experimented, you know, and like, let's see if you make a game that does this, you know, a point and click JRPG, which is right. what this game kind of is. Uh, then definitely play it because it is weird. <laughs> it is very weird. Um, and uh, I played it on my Steam Deck. It, it does work um, really well in that environment. Um, you have to do, uh, I had to do a couple button mapping things just to get like, you know, get that polished out. Mm -hmm. um, but once I did that, it was totally fine. Um, and there is apparently there is a, there's a key you can press. I didn't even get to it because I didn't learn about it until I was actually watching videos about the game where you can, it will fast forward. It will like speed up the game. What? I didn't yeah, know there's, that. And they put it in the original game. They put it in the what? original game, a button combo that like will speed it up. So that way combat goes by faster. Um, wow. And stuff like that. It, so that it, I was like, okay, so I could go back to this if I ever wanted to. Steam, I gave you six bucks. <laughs> I will never give back to this game probably <laughs> after I watched <laughs> <laughs> um, after I watched the thing. But my final remark is this. I want this game made now. I want whoever made Mass Effect Andromeda, that pile of hot mess, um, to pick up the, the corpse of this game and go, we can use the same exact engine right. <laughs> and all its wacky problems and make this game uh, yeah. today and, and truncated into like 25 hours and then yeah right. give me a second one and a third one tell me yep. this weird story because i think that i think the characters are great and i'm i'm really invested in finishing and watching the movie because i think it's entertaining and it is yeah. a cool fifth element like it's not babylon 5 what was that other weird sci-fi uh show where the like guy is like he's a space 
he's like a aircraft or an air force pilot that gets sucked into like a weird sci-fi world. Uh, he has like a blue friend. Oh, I can't remember the name Are of you it. Thinking but this, of, uh, is this Farscape? Is that what Farscape yes, is? Yeah. Yes. This is like if fifth element and Farscape had a video game baby um, with Lucas arts. Um, so if that wow. intrigues you play this game, that's my wow. closing remarks. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, we have two two ranking jobs to do here today. This is a 2001 a spa, a Game Odyssey um, game. We have to rank it on our master list, and we have to rank it on the 2001 list. I've um, been really excited about ranking it on the 2001 list, because the way you guys have been doing it, this game has to be number one, and then right. so we have to figure out a way. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, let's spin this. Yeah, do you want to do the 2001 list first? I think that would be fun, actually. Yeah, I think it'll be kind of fun to figure out okay. how this one's the best. I don't have the 2001 list in front of me. Do you okay, guys have that sure, sure. And, and you know, we haven't read it out um, on the podcast in a while, so I have no problem reading it out real quick. So yeah, let's do that. Currently, I don't remember what the logic was for the last time we ranked, um, but we had to make Silent Hill 2 number one, which uh, mm -hmm. wasn't hard to do. Um, I think we just did it on quality uh, of experience, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is, that's an interesting one. Um, so our number one right now for the 2001 list is Silent Hill 2, then Bongayo, then Super Monkey Ball, Klonoa 2, Sonic Adventure 2, Aliens vs. Predator 2, Pikmin, Max Payne, Halo Combat Evolved, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3, and Grand Theft Auto 3. So Anachronox has got to be number one on this list, but what <laughs> category is that? Like, what Yeah. What does that mean? Is that like a game? Ooh, let's do it by comedy. <laughs> oh, how it funny with, is it? How funny but, each game is. <laughs> okay, okay. Actually, some of these games are kind of funny. Tony Hawk can be kind of funny. Kalanoa is like funny in like a yeah. little Disney TV show. Bongayo um, is funny. Super Bongo Monkey Ball is, is funny. funny. Yeah. Um, Silent Hill. I mean, maybe you have a real dark sense of humor. Okay, okay. You know what I like about this is that we could have Grand Theft Auto 3 at the bottom of another list or of, of this yeah. list too because that game is not funny. Um, okay, mm -hmm. so even though it tries to be funny, and that's how we could knock it, is that it tries to be funny and and fails in comparison to Acronox. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, so Anacronox is the funniest game of these games, mm -hmm. which is like, mm -hmm. I mean, whatever. It's not. It's, it's not a, a <laughs> it comedy. Is. It is the funniest. Game it is yet. the funniest game of these. I can say that. So that's number one. What would our number two be? Mm. I actually feel like so. I did laugh really hard at the Klonoa two level where the Klonoa voice actor is doing the song. That was pretty funny. Yeah, I, I'm fine with that. What else is there? I guess Super Monkey Ball is a really funny concept. I'm going to I'm going to be the Matt here and I kind of I don't I don't see how Tony Hawk is not uh number 3 here. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, I I like that. So number 1 in Akronox. Cuz it's like jackass funny. It is jackass funny. Number 1 in Akronox, number 2 Klonoa 2, number 3 Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3, and then for our fourth, I think I got to say Bongayo for number 4 because Bongayo yeah. actually does have jokes in it that are funny and the whole vibe I like in Bongayo, um, you just keep fighting the same boss over and over and the boss keeps claiming to not necessarily be that guy. That's a good gag. 
I do love that gag when you guys talked about it. I was like, that is fun. And I, I played this game for a hot minute. Um, yeah. Because uh, when you first told me about it, I was like, what is this game? I was like, oh, this is like a crazy Gundam game? Give it to me. Yeah. Um, and then I did eventually watch some playthroughs. And it does seem very funny. I love the way it breaks the fourth wall. It is yeah. funny. Yeah. Cool. All right. So number five, is that maybe where Sonic Adventure 2 goes? Because Sonic Adventure 2 is like unintentionally funny. That's true. Like, you're laughing at it, not with it. Yeah, you're not really laughing with it, but you are laughing at it. There's laughter taking place. Is that good enough for number five? What else, do we, what else do we have? We got Max Payne. Max Payne has that funny, funny moment where Max Payne... Well, but there's this one moment that did make me laugh where Max Payne finds out he's in a video game, and that's funny. Oh, yeah. That is, that is, that is funny. Um, but that's okay, kind of we'll, it. We'll put that up there. Yeah, that's kind of it. Well, it's definitely funnier than Grand Theft Auto. So I think I think Sonic Adventure Two makes sense as number five to me. Um, okay. Number six. How, how funny do we feel like Pikmin is? It's pretty funny when your Pikmin all like go in the water, right? Pikmin is funny when I'm watching you play Pikmin. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, the okay. Pikmin, you're like, no, 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 no. Wait. And then that that I laughed a lot at your your streams of you know that what? game. That was pretty funny. I think number five has got to be Pikmin then. And then number six can be Sonic Adventure 2. Okay, I, I like that. Um, because Pikmin, yeah, it sounds like it gave you a lot of joy. Sonic Adventure 2 is not funny on purpose. And then now we just got the... Silent the Hill. Silent Hill's the next one. <laughs> oh, yeah, Silent Hill 2. All right, yeah, Silent Hill <laughs> yeah. 2 is now funny enough for this. Um, mm -hmm. I don't really like the funny read of Silent Hill 2 because I think the voice acting is actually great. Um, it is really great, but there are some like I feel like in that game in my like yes that game is terrifying, but some of the terrifying things can and you look at it in the right way be quite silly. Um, yeah, because isn't at the end of that game you have like or at one point there's like multiple pyramid heads, right? And they're like they're like holding up a lady. I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. Yeah, yeah. That scene to me, I remember rewatching that and being like, what is happening? And it right. was, again, like Sonic Adventure, kind of laughing at it, but realizing, you know, there's much more to it than that. So, okay. So, we got Silent Hill 2 at number seven. I think number eight pretty much has to be Super Monkey Ball. It's not that Super mm -hmm. Monkey Ball is, it's just a funny idea. The monkeys are in balls. Um, yeah. That's, that's kind of all I it's got. It's playful. It's playful. Yeah. Um, so, we got Monkey Ball at number eight. Now, all we have left is Aliens vs. Predator 2, not very funny. Max Payne, one funny joke. Halo Combat Evolved, not very funny. Although mm -hmm. the grunts are pretty funny. The, gr the grunts are pretty funny. I was going to say this. I think the bottom two could be Grand Theft Auto and Alien vs. Predators. Because mm -hmm. um, even that stream, watching you play it, was it was sad. Because like you're like, well, I'm going to try the Alien now. And being the little face hugger... Yeah, it was fun, but it did seem like the rest of the game was such a labor that there's no way you could find any humor in it. So I think those okay. could, should, could be the bottom two. But now it's like, I want to ask you, what is funnier? That Max Payne being, being like, oh, I'm in a video game or the way the grunts um, grunt up. It's definitely the grunts. The grunts are definitely just the they're, grunts. they're comedy factories. Um, the, and, and it's comedy that is, uh, you know, it's just the AI, the way it's been told uh, to respond to you. It's, like, way more dynamic. Um, if anything, I actually feel like we might be underestimating how funny the grunts are. But, yeah, so that would be Halo, then after Super Monkey Ball, and then Max Payne, because there's a joke in it. Um, <laughs> and then Aliens vs. Predator, and the bottom, uh, just to dunk on it more, it is the Mass Effect 1 of this season. 
Grand Theft Auto 3 sits at the bottom of another list two weeks yeah. in a row full of comedy Hot garbage yeah full of comedy Grand Theft Auto 3 but it is the opposite of funny it's a 16 year old and yeah by I mean I would say by comparison Anachronox is hilarious like compared to Grand Theft Auto 3 oh yeah uh, like a, a in com- in comparison there's there's no touching it cool i feel good about this list i will i'm mm-hmm. do we want to move halo up actually I, I think I, we could replace halo and silent hill too yeah i think we could flip it around i like that regardless of what i said about the funny animations it's not that funny it's just like it's it's critique funny it's like oh their animation's silly or like right. well, i i think it's actually funny when you guys talked about like oh you try a door it's like he just goes in and there could be a monster and you might be dead. It's funny in that like watching your friend get terrified funny. Yeah, it's creating a, a humorous space. Okay, so that is our comedy list. It uh, Just to read it out for you real quick so you know what we decided on. So the funniest game of 2001 is Anachronox and then Klonoa 2, then Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3, Bongayo, Pikmin, Sonic Adventure 2, Halo Combat Evolved, Super Monkey Ball, Silent Hill 2, Max Payne, Aliens versus Predator 2 and Grand Theft Auto 3 get dunked on Grand Theft Auto 3. Get dunked okay. on. Get dunked on Grand Theft Auto 3. You earned it. Okay. Now we have to do the impossible task of ranking Anachronox, a game that is more about ideas than about anything, um, mm-hmm. on our list of currently 61 games. This will be the 62nd game we will add to the list. Um, lately, uh, son, what we've been doing is listing picking the decades what tens group we want to do. Yeah, the tens, and then going from there. Um, I know what tens group I want to do. I'm going to give you. Do, do you want me to go ahead and say where I'm at, or do you want to do you want to deliberate a little bit before you? I want to say what I, I like when Matt reveals it to you, and then you go, "Oh, <laughs> so I'm cu- I'm going to be curious to see." <laughs> I want I want that reaction because I've been looking forward to this part of this podcast for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I would put this game. So do I have to do like thirty to like forty, or like twenty to forty, or could I do like twenty five to like thirty five? Yeah, you can you can break them up like that if you want. I would put it in thirty five to forty five range. Whoa! Yeah, this is awesome. I would put, looking at the list, <laughs> I would totally put it there, and mainly because I want to see how close we would get it to Mass Effect Two. Okay. Because let's because this is my thing. I think if this game was made at the same time Mass Effect was. But it, with the same love and care that the Mass Effect trilogy was given, I think I actually would like this trilogy more because um, viewers, I was a Mass Effect lover. I mm-hmm. love that series so much. It was mm-hmm. like a sci-fi dream baby. Mm-hmm. Um, but after watching this, I was like, mm, I don't know. There's the grass looks greener over there and okay, over so there. You're saying- you're saying 35 to 45. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was going to say, and I'm not going to change it. I was going to say that it should go in the 50s, just 50 Ooh, yeah. to 60. But because of that, and I, I we I got that this. sweet five spot, that 45 to 50. And you know, it could yeah. end up in there. I think we start then at 50, I think is the best way to do it. And then because go it's Mass up. Effect. Be- because it's in between both of our choices. Neither of us wanted it to be in between 45 and 50, which means to me it would be fairest. Now, we can start, actually, I'll say it this way. Let's start wherever you want to start talking in between 45 and 50. And I'll just go ahead and read out 45 to 50 real quick. Oh, yeah, go ahead and do that because my list may be different then. Yeah. 
Um, so 45 is Star Wars Shadows of, of the Empire. 46 okay. is Grand Theft Auto 3. 47 is Kingdom Hearts. 48 is Donkey Kong Country 3. 49 is Sonic Adventure. Which I, I, we did that? I, I can't believe we did that. Uh, and then number 50 <laughs> is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3. So of, of those games, which one do you want to talk about versus this one? I'll give you any, any starting point you want. So 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 uh, uh, so my list is off from yours, um, just because mm -hmm. uh, where time is relative. Mm -hmm. Where is Mass Effect at right now? Mass Effect is number fifty three. So no matter what, we've already we're already saying Anachronox is better than Mass Effect, and I'm totally perfect. chill with that. Perfect, yeah. perfect. What's fifty two then? Fifty two is Solar Ash. Okay, let's we'll start there then. Because uh, okay. I would like to work up. I would just like to ground level better than Mass Effect One. <laughs> I think that's kind of fun. <laughs> it's this. It's 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 more fun. It's more ambitious than Mass Effect One. Uh, yeah. And and Mass Effect One is going for something really ambitious. It's just we know where it goes. And Axonox, exactly. we never see where it goes. It's all just full of possibility, which is what mm -hmm. they should have done with Mass Effect. They should have just canceled the other two games and let us imagine. So Solar yeah. Ash. Um, have you played Solar Ash? How do you feel about Solar Ash? I watched Matt's complete playthrough of it. Um, not a very funny game. Mm -hmm. Similar to um, Anachronox, a lot of reading, a lot of like yeah. interacting with the environment. You have to click on a lot of stuff. You have to talk to every NBC mm -hmm. to kind of find out where you're going and all this stuff. So in that mm -hmm. aspect, very similar. Um, uh, not as lore dumpy, I feel like it's Solar Ash, but right. Solar Ash is mechanically way better game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with, yeah. And just like you're skating around stuff. The moment to moment gameplay of Solar Ash is is really cool but we need to find like does solar ash inspire me to think about the game since i played it not hardly no. at all like not mm -hmm. even a little bit really get out of here this game's better than <laughs> solar ash let's keep moving let's climb this ladder <laughs> this is so fun okay uh anachronox versus twisted metal 2 um Ooh. this one's tough because um, this is this is a me game this yeah is it a is a you game, game. Yeah. I love Twisted Metal. I, I was a big Twisted Metal kid, too. Um, I remember going over this guy named Levi. He was one of many Levi's that I was friends with at the same time. And they mm -hmm. were the only Levi's I ever knew in my life. I still never met another Levi. Um, and we played Twisted Metal all the time. Um, and he was a real grunge, single-wide kid. So right. it was perfect for the environment. I think he had, like, an old busted-up car in, in, the, in wow. his front yard. So it was very he had thematic. a Twisted Metal. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I will say this. Cars aren't very funny. Cars are, well. I mean, but uh, I, they can be funny, though. A car can be funny. What's, I mean, your, just what's look the at, funniest car you've ever seen? Besides the Oscar Mayer Wiener dog. <laughs> Oscar oh, Mayer the Wiener Oscar Mayer Wiener mobile. <laughs> um, let me say this. Let me say this. What okay, if okay, we okay. changed the parameters for All this right. one? And we said, which is funnier? Beavis and Butthead, which will be the stand-in mm. for Twisted Metal 2. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which will be the stand-in for Anachronox. Which is better between those two? And... I just want to say, we have occasionally gotten negative comments about this show where people what? will say that the, yeah, and, and I just want to point this out real quick because I just want the, the people that might be on the fence about this show and leaning one way or the other to understand something. We've gotten called out before for not having a consistent way of measuring games. And I just want you to re-listen to the thing I just said. If you if you think <laughs> that I am not aware that we are making this up, Beavis and Butthead versus <laughs> Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, okay? And that will decide which game. 
goes forward. Folks, you understand? folks on the fence, fall into our arms. Uh, <laughs> feel, feel our embrace. You'll be happy here. You're going to laugh. You're going to have a good... Th- the Sanders boys are going to take care of you. We're yeah. going to... Yeah. We love we're cooking breakfast. You. If you love breakfast, we're, we're breakfast people. Um, oh, that's a tough one. This is this is funny. This is goes back to like the... You know, uh, we, t- we compared uh, Final Fantasy VII to Skyrim at one point. And I told mm-hmm. you that I have to experience them in very two different environments. Like, different parts of the year i think the same thing can be said with hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy and beefs and and butthead beefs and butthead is like friday night saturday night (laughs) um i just get back you know from going to like the blue line um which is like a bar um and i'm like i want to watch something stupid um but then hitchhiker's galaxy is like oh that's sunday you know mid-morning brunch time i'm gonna read it i want my day to start with a laugh you know you end your day with your laugh you start your Uh day with a laugh two very different things but i mean if we have to be truthfully honest hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy is way funnier than beavis and butt i'm i'm with you completely i think hitchhiker's guide it is not a one-trick pony yeah no it's not um, and there's mm-hmm. so much in there to to think about and stuff. And and you know, I think Beavis and Butthead, uh, as far as like the characters, oh, they're great. Um, and they would be great if they were in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yes, with towels. Do a crossover, and then yeah. get back to me. I'm right, okay. Get out of here, Twisted Metal. We're yeah. climbing this ladder. Bye, Twisted 51. Metal too. Okay, so so number fifty is Tony Hawk's oh, Pro Skater Three. We don't really have to have much of a conversation here. Yeah, I don't similar really argument. Game. Jackass funny, Beavis Butthead yeah. funny. Get out of here, Tony Hawk. Yeah. Um, go yeah. get on your half pipe. Okay, this is fun. Okay, 40 died to Sonic Adventure, which is which doesn't even belong where it doesn't is. Doesn't even belong where We've it is. already cheated in having it be here. What if we cheat even more and mm-hmm. put Anachronox above it? I mean, you that sold. seems fair. You don't even need to. You don't even need to give me any money. I will just walk right through the other door. Okay, number forty-eight, Donkey Kong Country Three. Now this game I actually think is a little bit low. So this is, this is where it's it going to start a getting low. a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. I think this game is a little better than the games. That Comedically, are right the episode you did where originally where this game was brought in um, with your two comedy friends yeah. was hilarious. Um, yeah. So in co- comedy wise, right up there with Anachronox. Um, yeah. The, uh, the episode of this show the without episode using of the episode show. of this show as a way to measure yeah. how funny it, it okay yes okay yeah, i agree yeah yeah sure, yeah sure so that that we got that out of the way um mm, this is tough hunter because this this i mean donkey kong is i love donkey kong um yeah i like donkey kong i've a always lot, been a too. fan of those graphics just because it looks like they're all like made out of clay you know mm-hmm. when i was a little kid when i was first introduced i was like oh they like made like i because i'm stupid um because i was a child um <laughs> I, I thought they like i didn't think it was like 3d made i thought it was like actual physical objects that they like right. filmed and like moved around Ooh. um yeah That's uh, so it was it was very much of a um, an experience for young young me. Let's let's cheat a little bit. What's next? Let's go ahead and look at the next one. Yeah, and mm-hmm, talk about that. Mm-hmm. So the next is Kingdom Hearts. I want it to be better than Kingdom Hearts. That's a tough. Yeah. How do you feel about Kingdom Hearts? Well, I'm always gonna love that song, and that's really where that ends. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I went back and tried to play this game uh, when you guys originally were talking about it, um, and it is rough. But but yeah. you know. It, but it has, I, I, okay, let's just make some similarities to it because the gummy ship stuff, yeah. oh, I fell in love with that. Uh, put that gummy ship sit, sh, uh, stuff in Anachronox, 
Yeah. Cool. Now we're talking about an even better game. <laughs> now we got now we're now we're talking about like almost five stars. It's funny because I feel like I feel like a lot of the stuff we dinged Anachronox with mm-hmm. uh, for its comedy, you could put in there with Kingdom Hearts. They because right. it's trying to be Disney funny, but it's yeah. like they gave the interns that work for the people that make like Mickey Mouse's house of uh, fun. Uh, they gave those writers to the people at Square Enix to make right. this, and it's also it's another Square. Well, it was a cross Square Enix game, right? Yeah, I think I think that's basically all Square with like Disney sort of giving notes and and being you know in charge of the intellectual property but very similar right because they're both yeah um they have these like ties to that to that studio um oh man i think i think anachronox may not get farther than um yeah donkey kong i think it's having a little bit of trouble yeah so so let's cheat one more like, time what's what's okay. <laughs> what's beyond kingdom hearts one more so cheat <laughs> we got one more cheat the next would be grand theft auto 3 which Damn. i think is too high really at this how point did, how I, did donkey kong get stuck underneath grand theft auto i don't know there's there's definitely gonna need to be some shuffling of this general area can we fix that just right now can we just no, actually make no. this make this a donkey kong's uh like like a savior uh, section I, th- <laughs> I think i would like to here's here's two things i would be down for i think we're kind of zoning in on where this needs to go mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i have to think it goes underneath donkey kong country three or it goes above grand theft auto three just to kind of stick it to grand theft auto three and say that anachronox is a funnier game and closer to what an actual comedy game should be and then maybe you know once we get to 100 games on the list i'm sure we're going to reorganize okay there's going to be some shuffling around maybe once that happens we can kind of move grand theft auto 3 around and then maybe bump donkey kong 3 and kingdom hearts even above anachronox which i think is a little more true to the quality of these games i love giving anachronox this much juice on our list though because it definitely deserves a look what's above grand theft auto 3 star wars shadows of the empire which is a a kind (sighs) of axe to grind game for me in particular gosh you could really you could really drag anachronox up and down this part of the list and be like hey it's better than this oh it's not so good of this (laughs) hey this yeah maybe the the whole list thing is pretty stupid it's kind of maybe your guys' list is all messed up (laughs) just kidding (laughs) it's always messed up it's always gonna be messed up it's always gonna be like oh we need to fix this because this is just a it's a dumb show um i love it what do you what do you think i'm i'm gonna let you choose between those two options either above Mm. grand theft auto 3 or below donkey kong country 3 which you feel like is more true to its quality if i have to be just honest so let's let's break down those three games we have donkey kong kingdom hearts and uh grand theft auto uh anachronox and i will just say it out front and then i will say where i where it where i think it belongs and then i'll explain why i think it belongs under donkey kong 3 um, mm-hmm. because the gameplay as a game, it is, I don't think I, I can sit down and play all three of those games. I could play Grand Theft Auto. I could play Kingdom Hearts. I could play uh, Donkey Kong. I cannot sit down and play this game. I cannot yeah. just like casually sit down and play it. Now I will think of it and its story potential more than those other three, right. um, far longer than they will ever reside in my brain um so for that reason i think it belongs right underneath donkey kong even though i do want to i do want to do the same thing and and shove it again to 
uh, Grand Theft Auto, but Grand Theft Auto, let's just face it, it's a complete game. You can play that yeah. game. You guys mentioned yeah. it. It's it yeah. still works. It's still very functional, you know, regardless of the actual like moment to moment like story stuff. Right. You can still play. You can that hang game. out in that game. Yeah. You can yeah. you can spend time in it. You can listen to the radio. You can drive around. Um, some of the missions suck, but mm-hmm. it's not like Anachronox is like kind of taxing you every moment um and i mean like so so okay we'll we'll go ahead and land on this so anachronox mm-hmm. is going to be our new 49th game of all time pushing out sonic adventure into uh the 50 slot um and it will be the 62nd game we have ranked on this list um if you are upset about where it ended up and the rubric that we used <laughs> to like figure out where to place it you can subscribe to our patreon we have one definitely do that um and let us know how big dum-dums we are and how big dum-dum the whole project is um because it is and you can complain to me directly at sun sanders on my twitch account you can jump on there when i'm streaming and be like (laughs) hey you're stupid for making this game number 49 (laughs) i will gladly talk to you um uh, as i draw my anachronox fan fiction art yeah Um, yeah so do that for me please (laughs) see that's the thing anachronox actually is worthy of fan fiction in a way that it's more worthy of it than dare i say Sonic Adventure is. Oh, 100%. All those characters look exactly the same. Anachronox, every single one of your protagonists that you play are so cool. One's a Mm -hmm. tiny planet. I can't Mm -hmm. ask for a better freaking party member than a tiny planet full of tiny people. It is a little tiny Earth with like this (laughs) like um, little space station and there's people on it the whole time. And that's amazing. Um, And then you got cool ass Lady Morpheus. Give Mm -hmm. it to me any day. Um, And then Pal. Pal is freaking fantastic. (laughs) What a cute little robot. Um, And yeah, Grumpos. I, I mean... Grumpos is just I mean space dwarfs. <laughs> okay. Like yeah. you sold me. All you need Absolutely. to ever tell me is space dwarfs, and I will gladly walk into whatever room they're in. Absolutely. Well, hey, son, it was really great uh having you on the show today. Really This uh, is fantastic. Yeah. Really loved having you. And uh guess what, son? You can give it to me any day. Old Gamers Almanac is produced by Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson with music by Knight Corey. If you liked our little show, consider giving us a five-star rating or heading over to patreon.com slash oldgamersalmanac. Yeah.